Welcome back to For the Elevate, a lifestyle podcast with everyday people where we discuss life and lessons learned while inspiring you to do things just for the hell of it. I'm your host, Ellie Topinka. Today, we are talking with one of my very best friends, Heidi Sewell. Heidi and I have been friends for a very long time, and while we are very different people, I truly admire the woman she is and the work that she does. In this conversation, we discuss Heidi's unique and uncommon job and how, as a woman in leadership, she navigates the day-to-day. She discusses how she got where she is, how gender roles and norms play a part in her job, and how her job has changed over the last 10 years, and more. All right, friends, let's get into it. Heidi Ho, welcome to For the Elevate. Hello. I am so excited you are here. Um, Heidi is one of my very best friends, and we have been friends since sixth grade. And she has really stuck it out through all stages of life with me. And I, sorry, but you're stuck with me forever. That's okay. And, That's okay. <laughs> and I am so blessed by her friendship. Um, but we really, as people, could not be more different. <laughs> if, you, <laughs> if you know us, you know we are very, very, but I think that that's why our friendship works so well is because we are so different and we kind of push each other and like, mm-hmm. we definitely balance each other out in a lot of ways. So one fight since sixth grade. <laughs> yeah. One it. fight. That one fight. That's it. And, and I, um, <laughs> what was it about again? I don't even remember. I don't remember what it was about, but I do remember that I actually called your sister and had a sleepover <laughs> with your sister, which is so Heidi, the most, oh, God. She, she's, she's going to go for that dig that she's going to dig deep to just really join. And, and truly you guys, my mom let this happen. Like yes. my mom knew that Heidi and I were fighting. And then when Kelsey was like, yeah, Heidi's going to come spend the night. And like literally slept in the room next to my room with my sister. It was like, mom, what the heck? I'm like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. But we were in like, we were in middle school to be fair. Like this was, this was, you know. Oh, we were... I still wish I could remember what it was about. I'm I know. Sure it was really funny, but yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. I'm sure now First it was thought, like, I'm going over to Kelsey's house. Yeah. Like I'm going to go <laughs> hang out with your sister. Like, Okay. But anyways, um, today we are going to be talking about how Heidi navigates being a woman and her field and being a woman in leadership um, for work. So um, we'll get into that. But first, I want to have her tell you a little bit about herself personally. And then if you also just want to share now, like what you do for a living. Sure. So like Ellie said, my name's Heidi. We've been friends for a while. Um, I am a mother of two. I have two girls and my husband, Tony, and my girls are still young. Uh, I have two and four and they are very different as well. <laughs> um, they are 18 months apart and it has been a journey to say the least. <laughs> um, I started working full time as a corrections officer right out of college. And I've been there now. I'm in my 11th year. And three years ago, um, a couple weeks after I had a newborn, um, I started to promote to sergeant by doing all the testing. And while at home with a newborn and an 18 month old, I (laughs) honestly, it's crazy (laughs) to think about now. (laughs) I let, let me just remind you, it was the 
year 2020. I don't know if anybody (laughs) remembers what happened that year, but that whole year was just a blur. So I'm currently um, assigned to the night shift, which um, I love and many people don't understand, but um, it works for me. Um, The best sleep schedule I have is not to have one. Um, she's she's not lying (laughs) I don't know how she functions (laughs) I will probably catch up to me one day but um so I supervise uh fully staff I would supervise a shift of three me being the fourth and um yeah that before I get too far into our outline here that's kind of an intro about me yeah so it's so funny because like when my friends who like, like, so Heidi and I grew up together. We're from the same hometown. When my friends meet her or I have in the past, when I would talk about her, people would be like, Oh, what does she do for a living? And I was like, um, so she works in a jail and they're like, wait, what? And I'm like, they're like, Oh, does she like work at the front desk? I'm like, (laughs) um, not exactly. She actually is a corrections officer. And so I think they like, before they knew her or met her would picture this like stereotypical like heavy set big woman that's like just like really a badass which <laughs> you are a badass but Heidi is what five five pretty slim I would say you're a very skinny scrawny scrawny <laughs> I wasn't gonna say scrawny Scrappy. she is a skinny white blonde hair blue-eyed <laughs> You would never in a million years be like, oh, yeah, she works in a jail. Um, So I just think it's so funny. Like, do people ever like when you tell people or you're meeting people for the first time, are they ever like super surprised by what you do or like or are they like, oh, yeah, that fits? (laughs) Yes, um, I would say that's a really good point. Um, I usually don't like talk about like where I work unless it comes up because obviously like for some reason society that's what we do we oh what's your name what do you do like it's just like right so I wish I could record people I guess because they they kind of like what really like how do you do that and I'm like well well, it's really easy actually like but (laughs) the funny part about it is I never thought I would work in a jail and I never had any interest in it so which is crazy so like it's it was kind of like a shock to myself to be like yeah I work in a jail because like you said, people are like, what? How? Like, you know, yeah, you're working it's- with the, an inmate population or like you said, you're working at the front desk or, you know, and I'm like, oh, no, actually like working with everyone. Right. You're like, no, I'm in there. I am <laughs> yeah. in there. Like, in yeah. the- well, I had never, I mean. I had never been inside of a jail until you started working there. Like I like would bring like you like a place that nobody goes. <laughs> right. Like you don't, you're not actively like, let's go see what the jail is yes. like, you know? So I had no idea like what to expect. And so I remember I like brought you dinner one time. Like, I mean, you'd probably been there for a couple of years or something, but I like stopped by, brought you dinner. And again, she works third shift. So she's there during like the craziness, like the crazy times, <laughs> like where all the bad stuff is happening. You know, nothing, hardly anything bad happens at 10 a.m. on a, on a Wednesday. <laughs> hey, you'd but be like, surprised. <laughs> true. But like, but like all of the craziness is going to happen in the depths of the night, yes. like, you know, and you're getting all of the crazy. So I just think it's so funny. And I love the shock and awe of people's reaction when I tell them they're like, wait, what? Like, especially if they've met you, but they, maybe that wasn't like talked about. And then I will be like, oh yeah, like she works at a jail. And they're like, 
well, what? Like, it's just so funny to me. So it's just not like super common. So I guess if you want to talk a little bit about, you said you didn't ever picture yourself doing this, but like, how did you even get interested in this field? And if you want to talk a little bit about um, like your degree and kind of like Mm -hmm. how you chose that. So I, I remember in like middle school, we did something, we had like one of those career days or something. And I feel like I faintly remember because it was so long ago now, but we like got to choose where we wanted to go, I think, or like visit, or maybe we even just did like a tour of the courthouse. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I think I do. I think I remember it like doing a tour? that. It was like, I think there's like a day, like yeah. a something day. I don't know. Yeah. I, should, I probably should know that, but cause I think they still do it where kids just go and like tour, like what the court system is about. So right. that was my first, I can remember that was my very first interest. Um, and also, um, one of, uh, really close family friends who, babysat me when I was younger she was going to Ferris uh for criminal justice and she wanted to work in like the juvenile detention field and that always like interests me no idea why so that was like I remember that's like the start of it and then we did that um career day or whatever and I was like yeah I want to work in juvenile probation no idea why still like that was just we didn't I don't even think we toured that part it was mostly like the courtroom right (laughs) Um, so uh, from then on um I'm a planner um which very much so I I don't hate it hey 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 I don't hate it I just I don't function quite as much of a, as a planner as you do. So we do butt heads a little on that. I like everything. I like to know and expect everything, which is odd because um, in my line of work, you cannot plan anything. You have no idea how your day is going to go. So I think I just compensate a lot. I was going to say <laughs> Like when I go on vacation, um, I put sticky notes on what my kids should wear every single day, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. I'll never forget that. Shout out to Emily um. for really pointing that out to me um, and, and telling me that that was a bit too much. <laughs> it's a bit excessive, but I mean, hey, if it works. Oh, yeah. So I, I'm a planner. And I uh, like to be like goal driven and kind of like check things off a list. Uh, So I always was like, I'm going to attend Ferris State. I'm going to be a probation officer. And I just followed that. I had zero other interests. Um, And that's what happened. Um, I got a bachelor's degree in criminal justice. Then um, addiction studies was a minor of mine, which is not a fun uh, minor, no. fact, but it's rather intriguing. Yeah. Um, and then my, I did a minor in juvenile services as well. So I kind of set myself up for a lot of different things, which I normally do. Then um, I was doing an internship through Ferris um, and I was working at a local restaurant and I knew that I needed to like get a resume like going for this field so um someone told me that I should apply part-time at the jail and I was like everybody's like reaction I was like no way I could never (laughs) so I was like uh I'll think about it so I hemmed and hawed on it well I had an internship and then uh I don't even really oh another mentor um in my life uh specifically a career mentor said you should go to a prison and I was like oh intriguing like 
Yeah, I should. So I started an internship at Bellamy Creek Prison in Ionia. And I was there a couple weeks. And all I kept thinking was, I'm going to end up in a ceiling here. Like it was just the craziest experience. Um, But it was great because obviously that checked off like, "Mm, I'm not really, this isn't what I'm interested in. So um, I actually got hired part-time at the jail and um, I ended that internship and then I started working, getting a paid internship. And back then there was, it was part-time because you had to be part-time to really get a full-time job. It was like right. a waiting game, which is so backwards now um, <laughs> because right. like everyone else, we are so short staff. But so I did my internship. I was still going to school. Um, and then six months later, I graduated. And then a week after that, a full-time spot became available. So I was 21. And back then, I mean, this was good money. It still is, but it's right. like average now. But it was like 17, 16 or $17 an hour. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to do this. I'm going to be so rich. <laughs> so I was like, um, I'm only going to work here, you know, until... I don't know. I'm going to look for, you know, my dream job in juvenile probation. Well, five years happened. um, And it was just, I, I was good at it. I liked it. I was making good money. I was on nights. Um, One of the reasons that I really like um, working in this field also is we work 12 hour shifts normally, normally 12 hour shifts. Sometimes it's longer, but um, so I have a lot of time off. I work essentially six months of the year, which is, nice because I do like time off Um, but it was just it worked for me and then five years kind of came and I was like okay uh, what what do I need to do I was working nights Um, I missed out on a lot of things with my friends at that time because I was well I started when I was 21 so I was 25 26 and I'm like I just like I gotta do something I'm gonna get a day shift job and I'm gonna I'm going to go for it. So a juvenile probation uh, spot came open in uh, my hometown. And so I applied for it, interviewed, and I got it. So then it was a really hard step for me because I wasn't quite ready to leave the jail um, because uh, I know it sounds cliche, but we are a very close knit family. Uh, We work side by side in the same room for 12 hours a day, going through some very stressful situations um and you just understand each other a little more like I yeah. mean you you know this like you it's it's hard for you to when I talk about work you're like oh my gosh what like it's yeah. just a different career for people to really put their mind around a lot of people are interested in it but they can't understand and comprehend like what we really do the actual so, work yeah yeah so it was really hard for me to leave um but I did because uh, I knew I was at a point in my life where I just needed like a fresh start on everything. So um, I quit and then uh, I was living life. I <laughs> had my dream job and everything was going great. And then I about three months in, I'll never forget. I remember um, I'm not really office like material. Um, <laughs> I don't really know how to explain it, but um <laughs> So I had, it went from having a uniform every single day. I never had to think about what I was going to wear. I never had to do my hair. 
Uh, and then I'm placed in this job where I have to get up early, which I hate. And I had to figure out what I was going to wear every day. And on certain days I had to wear dressier clothes for core and, but still be active enough to chase juveniles who cut their tether off. Like it was very (laughs) difficult for me to like, just, I, it just wasn't for me. And I realized it and I, but I'm like, nope, I'm, this is what I wanted. I'm going to, you know, maybe it will get better. So in juvenile probation, I was a high intensive uh, caseworker. So I had a caseload of um, the more intense kiddos that um, had more issues, daily issues, you know, it wasn't right. like truancy or anything like that. So um, I, but it was so hard for me because there's no resources, um, for juveniles in our small town, really. And like a lot of them come from, you know, homes that, um, just aren't real, they're dysfunctional homes. So like, I remember thinking if I could just adopt like all of my caseload or like, let them come live with me, like they could be successful. And I swear that probably would have happened with some of them. Like, and then my now husband was like, no, like, no, we are not doing that. So I knew very quickly that I was like, okay, I've got to find something different. This isn't, excuse me, this isn't for me. And that's actually where I met my husband, um, who actually hated me when I first started there. I just have to add that in there because anyone who knows Tony is he's obsessed with me now. But um, <laughs> it quickly changed from hate oh, to gosh, love. Yeah. Uh, he was in my interview. And he literally he was like didn't want me hired. Uh, and so funny. He, now. It is. It is really funny now. And um, he just I remember. Uh, you'll probably have to mark this like explicit because I'm going to swear okay. for the first time. That's okay. Which is really good for me. But he was <laughs> like, that bitch needs to be knocked down a couple notches. And <laughs> but it's but, probably true. <laughs> well, and it maybe is true. But again, this kind of like brings it back. Like this is part of like what I want to talk about is that you were in a setting as a woman <laughs> where you had to be like very confident and like strong and aggressive. Yes. And so then to transition from being in that setting to then working with children, (laughs) it's like, you can't just like turn that on and off. Like, that's just, you know what I mean? That's just not like easy to do. So it makes sense that, but also what's funny about that. And if Tony listens to this, Tony, I feel like is very much that way, but because he's a man, Mm -hmm. it's not like, you know, it's mm-hmm. not like that weird, but because you're a woman acting like that, people are like, oh, whoa, <laughs> like, calm down. She is a bully. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, my goodness. It Anyways. Is. So um, I I started there in August of 2017, and then I knew by Christmas, I went to uh, the sheriff's office. We had a a Christmas party and I went and I just knew that those were my people. And so I went to the Christmas party. So that was December. And I just knew I was coming back at that. So I talked to my boss and he was like, listen, what do I got to do to get you back? Because also um, I was fortunate enough, like the training that goes into being a corrections officer is like, you can't just replace overnight. So though I did the right thing and I gave a two week notice, 
essentially like the investment in me was far more than that. Like the right. training and, you know, I was a defensive tactics instructor. And so like, I was just like a piece that it, it's really hard. I don't want to say like, it's hard to replace me because I'm, I don't mean it like that, but no, it was like, the years of service. It was like, it was yeah. very, and, and I missed it. So I was back with my quote unquote people and I'm like, okay, I think I'm going to make the switch back. So um, there was still a, a position open. It was a little bit different. Um, and so I went back going on days. I did like a lot of court paperwork, um, communication between the court and the jail. And it was great. So it was like a position that was like, uh, it was on days and which I still hated. Actually, it was not even days. It was 10 to 8 PM. Cause I was Ugh. like, 10 is great. Like I can't do anything before, you know, 8 AM. <laughs> so I'm like 10. Yes. And eight, uh, not that late, you know, I can still stay up. So it was good. Um, but of course that was like the start of like, we started losing people. Um, and so I was really working like 6 AM till like 10 PM, uh, five days a week. So it was a lot, but, um, yeah, so that's kind of how I ended up back at the jail. So I did go back and um, I promoted uh, two years later after that. So so I think my like and again, this was just my ignorance and not like knowing, mm -hmm. you know, about like how a jail ran and like what what goes into that. Like I just pictured number one, all men. <laughs> I, I literally like truly, I, I just didn't, I was like, oh yeah, they're all men. They are, you know, in and out big. with in inmates and they're big mm -hmm. and they're, you know, so like, there's, right. Like, so there's like, there's no way, you know? So when you originally got the job, I was like, what in the I, I hell are you doing like you're insane but then after you'd worked there for so long I was like okay you know and then going back and then becoming a sergeant so I, I'm just curious and again this is like your own place like this is not every jail yeah. in Michigan <laughs> um, yeah, but sure. what is the um ratio of men to women at this point right now like as far as like workers go so it's funny because we, I did, I looked at our list just because I knew we were about 50, 50, um, which went, okay. I'll start when I started 10 years ago, I will say definitely like our applicants and our employees were like, it was males. We did have a few females and then over time, it literally is like 50%. So right now, um, if we were fully staffed up, we're missing a couple spots, but it's 10 to six. Okay. So, so 10 um, men, six women. Yep. And okay. so that, like I said, that's just my place of work. Right. But I do, I will say um, in the last 10 years, like going to training and being around other officers and, you know, corrections officers, there is the presence of more female in this line of work. Um, and actually, a lot of the applicants that we get now are women, um, which before, um, not to get like too far into like the jail world, but um, it's really, we, we like one female on each shift for um, gender, obviously things like strip searches and stuff like that. Right. So if we didn't have a female, obviously it's difficult and we kind of had a, a different way of going. We would find, you know, someone on the road or something. Well, now it's like, 
at any given time, there could be three females working and no males. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, it's crazy how different it is. Um, which I, like I said, I think it's good. Um, but I also, I'm here to tell you, like, women can't always do like what a man can you know what I mean like right yeah we are you have to be real with I'm real with it like no I am not 250 pounds you know with defined muscles and six five and you know can wrestle (laughs) someone around I'm just I'm not I'm not that so yeah I think um what I realized very early on in my career and this is kind of like uh, how I train people is the biggest tool that we have is how we talk to people. Um, and so I am, I could talk on this podcast for three hours if you wanted me to. <laughs> um, and so I think it's really important um, because like you said, you just like envision, you know, there's all these fights in jail and all of these like things going on and, and, and this big man just breaks it all apart, but it's right. not that. And so I think it's really important for people in this line of work to realize that the biggest tool that they have is how you talk to people and how you treat people. Because at the end of the day, uh, mental issues are not, I mean, that's what we see a lot now, but it's people who are just like having a bad day and it could be, you know, I've had family members come in. I've had, you know, I've had different, I've had friends, I've had people I went to school with, I've had all kinds of stuff. And I mean, if I treated people, you know, any differently than anyone else, I mean, that it just causes problems. So, right. Well, and I think, I think that that is maybe, and again, this is an overgeneralization, but Mm -hmm. women tend to be really good, you know, communicators Communicators, in a lot of ways. Yes, we are. So it's like that where, where it's like, that is more a woman's strength, maybe in your line of, Mm -hmm. of, of work than like what a male would be. So it's like, it's nice to have that balance. Cause you're right. Like you aren't going to be able to wrestle a 200 pound drunk man to the ground. Right. Um, and so it's nice to have but a man there with them, you know, right. Yeah. But you can, cause I have different tactics just being a female. Yeah. Um, on, you know, the deescalation techniques. And it's funny because I bet if you ask anybody that I work with, um, we all have our different strengths, um, and weaknesses, you know, like, um, we have people that can really talk to the mentally ill and have the patience because it does take a lot of patience, um, when someone's mentally ill to, um, you know, try and get them to cooperate or, you know, there's just so many things. And then you add in substance abuse and, and different things. So like, there's a person for every like job, you know? And right. so it's really, it's kind of nice because all of us are different. So when, you know, anyone comes in, we're like, Oh, you're definitely dealing with that person because I just don't have that in me today. You know, like right. all of us, we have that, that community in our workplace where it's like, yep, I am good at that. So I'm going to do that. And then, you know, the next time, like, don't get me wrong. Like there's people that I work with that can wrestle a 250 pound person and that right. I like them on my team because sometimes that's the end result. But right. Um, yeah. So that answer your question I guess yes. the men no, to women it, ratio um, yeah it definitely and- does and so I I kind of want to know now that you are a leader and you are a sergeant um what has that been like having like having that leadership role and having men you know 
subordinates is that the right word like yeah or like direct reports that are yeah. under you like how has that transition been and especially maybe it's different because you have been there for so long that you mm-hmm. maybe have an added layer of like respect and they know that you know your stuff um yes. but I'm sure I think in any field it can be hard I mean this might again I'm not trying to overgeneralize, mm-hmm. but but for men to, you know, for some men, especially in, I feel like this field, <laughs> it would feel maybe a little bit harder to have a female boss. Oh, like you mean like cops and corrections officers don't have a type A personality where we like to take charge? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah. You know, like they just, I feel like in this field, you do tend to have that, like take charge, like you know, go, which is amazing. And you need that, you know, that's like, that is definitely a skill that is like important. Um, but it's, I, I'm just curious, like now that you are in that leadership role, has there been any pushback or, um, I, so without getting too personal. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. So I, like I said, I've worked there for 10 years. So I've always been like pretty personable. And I definitely, one of my things is I've sergeant or not, nah, I had expectations, um, from, you know, I set them myself. So, yeah. um, I am very outspoken as, um, anybody that's listening knows, um, <laughs> I will tell you exactly how it is. And if I don't tell you how it is, my face will tell you how it is. So there's really like no getting around that. So I, um, been fortunate enough not to be treated less than per se, um, in my 10 years, but I've had time to build relationships and, and quote unquote, like prove myself, I guess. Um, I, I still struggle with that. And I know like I've had conversations with other females, like, um, you know, when you go out to like, uh, the shooting range and you know like you just you have to prove yourself so like I feel like women are they they always want to be like I don't want to say like the best but you want to succeed more so than like sometimes that stuff comes naturally to men which side note women are usually better shooters because they're not so tense and strong (laughs) so um so fast um, but I I definitely feel like over my time I I I don't want to say judge judge isn't a good word but definitely that I have to prove myself because yeah um very easily I feel like men this is a generalized statement can just be like oh she's it's just a woman like she's just not good because you know like that kind of thing well Um, and I think for to paint a picture for people that don't know what Heidi looks like like she's a very (laughs) pretty blonde girl and so I Again, it's it's, it's like you shock do, factor. It's like you don't really fit into what the mold of what people would assume that role would be. I guess I just like don't from understand where that came from. Though. I don't like, I, but that's what you, I'm saying. Yeah, like, like where did it? You have to be like this big burly woman to you know like to do manly things. I don't understand that. But yes, you're right. Um, people when they look at you they're or look at me they're like what you you're a sergeant like it's just not that they're being disrespectful but they're like how like how you know yeah how, how do you yeah. do it and it, but yeah. oh, I don't know where sorry, that comes ahead. no I was just gonna say I don't know where that comes from comes from either and I don't think like you said that people are doing it to be like 
mean yeah, or like, like or dis <laughs> or disrespectful but I think again it's like a societal norm more than yes. anything like so it's just like it's they don't know any different or better maybe mm-hmm. yeah it's like kind of just like an ignorance which yes. is I mean I was ignorant I mm-hmm. didn't even know women worked in the jail at all before you started yes. working there so that's I think that's my point is that like yep it is kind of just something you're gonna have to navigate unfortunately so so specifically speaking in in my facility um over the last 10 years I will say like when I started um 10 years 11 years ago now it was a lot different and I think um we're just doing better um even though people may not think that about like our profession and where you know there's bad stories and negative things out there however like women in law enforcement and women in um, corrections is just like a more common thing. And I think it's a good thing. I mean, there's gender differences that you cannot get away from, like, like communication, like um, women can multitask and just do things in a better way than men sometimes (laughs) and I'm not saying all men but I'm just saying like I can multitask and I am like this is like it's it's that list mentality it's like check this off check this off where men are just so laid back um yeah and they just kind of like go with the flow and figure it out which is which is good you need those people but also I think just women in general just can get the job done yeah um not alone I'm not saying that we just like do it alone but we can um what's the word I want to use we can just like execute like yeah like a a plan you know those quickly whereas like men are like oh what do you want to do uh what should we do uh you know what I mean like (laughs) yes yes there's definitely those strengths and weaknesses play together to yeah create a stronger team so I'm glad that that is your experience because and that you're seeing that you're seeing a shift because I do think it is important to have everybody represented. And like you said, like on a very like, like hands-on level for your job, like you need a woman to do a strip search of a woman. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's like, there has to be a woman there. (laughs) So, you know, that kind of stuff. It's interesting. Like things we wouldn't necessarily think about. Yeah. Um, So kind of, I'm just curious, like, and this is probably, you're probably going to laugh when I ask this question because (laughs) it's, I doubt there is ever a typical day, but just for anyone that does not have any sort of like frame of reference for what a correction officer does. I mean, you're a sergeant, but like in this field, what was your, what would a typical day look like? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm talking like tasks that you're doing, like. So as a supervisor, um, a new super, I still consider myself a new supervisor. I'm in my third year. Um, I don't think there's ever a point where you, you stop learning in any job. Um, but I always um, go on shift. Um, if nothing is going on and we're just like starting, I make it a point every single day to check in with my staff. Um I want to know like what they're doing, what's going on, what they did on their days off. um, Because I think that's um, really important to invest in the people who work, you know, under you and with you. Like we are in a time where I can't necessarily just wear the hat of a supervisor. I have to, we're short staffed. So, um, you know, I'm helping with all the duties that everyone else does on top of doing, um, you know, sergeant tasks and, and stuff like that. So first, first and most important to me is checking in with my staff. And then I go into 
checking to see if they need anything unresolved issues, you know, anything that happened if I wasn't there or, you know, so that's the start. That's usually like the first hour. Um, and then we do security checks, um, a little bit. Oh God, this is like a whole nother session, but, um, (laughs) (laughs) I could, I could go on a a day-to-day stuff, but, um, so we work 12 hour shifts. Um, there's requirements. We have to do security checks, um, which include like making sure everyone is present and safe. Number one, safety and security. That's our motto kind of in the field. That's number one. So we have to do 12 security checks. Um, and our jail is small, the jail that I work in. Um, so we are a set up a little bit differently than anyone else's. So this is just my day. This isn't probably like a larger county. So we um, we all work out of the same room. It's called a control room. Um, and then we have an older style jail where we walk around. Like there's a difference between direct supervision and what we do. So direct supervision, an officer would be sitting in a unit all day, like their whole shift. But since we don't have larger units like that, we um, walk around every hour. Um, Our jail holds, in comparison, our jail holds 97 people. um, And like a larger county, like Kent County, um, they can hold like 1,200. Oh, Um, God. Yeah. Like that's, it's just the the comparison is just unreal. So obviously when when people, when I tell people, oh yeah, there's just two of us running the jail at night, you know, sometimes they're like, what? Like how? So (laughs) we do all the tasks. So, you know, we aren't sitting in just one housing unit. We are taking care of everyone. Um, all the, you know, basic needs. It's, it's kind of like, I don't want to say it's like having children, but I, I say that like jokingly like oh I have you know 40 some more kids because you we are responsible for doing everything for them obviously yeah they they are in jail so right bringing um, them medicine bringing them food bringing meds we pass meals we pass you know hygiene stuff we um take care of a lot we don't have like a 24 seven nurse or a 24 seven, um, like social worker or mental health consultant, everything is contracted. So it's during business hours. So I work the night shift. Um, (laughs) and in my experience, when you deal with those problems, when they're happening, um, you just, you put on that hat. So I'll put on the hat of therapist, you know, even though I don't get paid that much to be a therapist (laughs) if I combine all the jobs that we do man we would be living large I tell you (laughs) because and like we don't have 24-hour medical so um there's just like some facility things just because we are smaller that are pros and cons though um I wouldn't want to sit in the same spot so I can you know if someone gets arrested I can book them in and like we all do that so yeah a typical day you know is a few bookings we do our security checks um we pass meds um and that kind of thing and a lot of times on the night shift that's when like a lot of cleaning happens and organizing like I obviously love cleaning and organizing I treat it like my home sometimes because um I work there 12 hours of the day and I want it to be clean because if I'm being honest it's not always the cleanliest people that come into jail you know yeah the homeless population you have people that were never taught basic things of how to take care of themselves. So hygiene's really important to me. I don't like to walk around in a stinky place. So um, I would say that's like a typical day. Um, yeah. 
And then you add in, um, we have a lot of uh, mental health inmates right now, um, which again is like a whole nother probably podcast about that. (laughs) Right. Um, Just because it's um, like jail reform, bond reform have kind of like caused that mental health hospitals have been closed in the state. And so everyone just kind of... uh, they end up in jail, um, unfortunately, and they really shouldn't be there. So I, my hope is in my next 10 years of work is that there's a huge push to, to help people like that, that I'm, and when I say mentally ill, I'm talking like, you know, not like, us like anxiety or, you know, depression. It is like, like schizophrenic. Yeah. Like schizophrenic. And like, and we just don't have the means to deal with per se those things like it's not like we can't force medicine and and so right it's just it's it's a tough that's probably the toughest thing in the last I would say definitely two years is um what's made this job a lot more stressful is the mental health um and dealing with that because it's a lot of screaming it's a lot of you can't even they're not they're so um like far out in like just their level, their chemicals and everything that they're not even really like in our world per se. Like, yeah, reality is just not there. And like, you can't force that. Like you have to be medicated, you have to get help. And like, we can't do that. So that's what has made the job, in my opinion, a lot harder and a lot more like draining because day in and day out, you know, it's hard not to feel bad for people that are, that come to jail anyway, in my opinion, you know, right. No, he, no matter what the crime is, you know, it does, you've, you're there and it, it you're locked there. So you can't leave. Right. So at some level that just sucks, but um, it just really wears on you day in and day out when you're dealing with mental health population. Yeah. So, so also like we kind of already talked about like what it's been like, with being a woman at the leadership role, but you are a woman dealing with, I would say maybe, is it a majority of male inmates or is it kind of? Yes. Okay. Yeah, most definitely. Um, I didn't do that ratio like right now, but there's probably, so we only have, we've been at our lowest numbers, which is 48, I believe in the forties right now, um, which doesn't sound like a lot. Um, truly it doesn't sound like a lot. Cause when I started, it was like more in the like 110, 120, but with that jail reform bond reform stuff that started happening in 2020 to keep people out of jail. Um, like people don't typically go to jail for misdemeanors anymore. Right. Um, it's really like all felonies. So like the more serious crimes and more serious issues. So that's like, double the work when you don't have like um people there for petty crime to like level things out so you kind of have the worst of the worst now um and that's not just my facility I know that's everywhere because the the bond reform was through the whole state so um we went from like a pretty good mix of like I don't want to say like normal people that's not really what I want to say but but more functioning people yeah like mixed in where it was like manageable and now it's just like every day there's behavioral issues there you know there's like I said the mental health there's that so it's just different um but yes definitely more males um than females um and honestly I think any 
corrections officer would say this and I would be shocked if somebody didn't. Um, I would much rather deal with the male population than the females. That is females so interesting. Are brutal <laughs> and catty and vindictive. And oh my yeah. gosh, it is. I'm like, get me out of here. It is so crazy. And then it just becomes like housing nightmare. It's just like issue after issue. We know how girls can get. I mean, oh, yeah. I think that's not saying that males can't be mean and nasty and say mean things, but girls are just a different level. So you would say that like the girls are like were treat you worse than the males do. Oh, 100. <laughs> <laughs> because that's I, so as, interesting. As a generalized statement, males being a female, males tend to cooperate with females a lot better than they do males. Interesting. And especially under the influence. Like because, you know, as not saying okay so taking mental health out of it saying like again that normal person yeah does come, not comes want... into the drunk tank let's yes. just say yeah. yeah so normal person comes in they there's kind of like that male to male like who is who's in charge like the, like the dominant yeah like yeah. the dominancy so they you know there's that. So if, and if two people have that, which like I've already stated, I mean, a lot of people in the, the law enforcement and corrections careers tend to be that type A, like take charge personality. Um, men don't like that. So yeah. it's the presence of a woman is just <laughs> life-changing. Um, and, and like I said, we're just like, our tone of voice is different. Like, yeah. We can just kind of step back and communicate differently. That's what it comes down to. Like we just, we just do things differently. And I don't, again, it's just that gender difference. And so, um, yeah, I can just reason with, with males. And I will say as a generalized statement, I work in the community that I grew up in. So I do know a lot of people. Um, I've lived here. My family's lived here my whole life. So I know a lot of people. So, um, that's also, I think, an added layer for me of cooperation from people right? Um, and, and de-escalation because I know them and it's really hard to act like a fool in front of someone you know. Right. Um, so that I also have that. So again, generalized statement, this is just my experience. Um, it's not like this everywhere, I'm sure. So yeah, yeah that's super interesting. I, I don't think that I would have. And I know, I mean, not that you you know, give a lot of details, but you have told some stories of some things that have happened at work. And I, I don't know that I would have assumed that the women were more problem, oh. some problem, oh, yeah. I, I can't talk, but then the men for you, but, but you explaining that actually makes a lot of sense. Like it's makes sense to me in my mind now that I'm really thinking about it, that a man would struggle with more with a male authority more than than it's it's like that you're not gonna tell me what to do. I'm right like and then yeah and then kind of the same thing I guess back to what like a woman to a woman is like who are you to tell me what to do right Mm -hmm. you know like and I can totally see that as well. Super interesting. Um, so you could I got- not pay me enough to work in a jail, or I'm sorry, a, a woman's prison. <laughs> Couldn't pay me enough to work in a jail. Oh, geez, <laughs> a woman's prison is like out for me. Like when I think about people that work there, I'm like, there's not a chance, not a chance <laughs> at all. I would never. It's so funny. It's. I mean, never. it does make sense now that you're saying that, but I don't know that that's what I would have guessed. 
I'll oh. also add, I have in my notes here, just because I was like brainstorming, because I, I do want to be like cross the board with kind of what I talk about. But I think another thing that was easy for me to be a super easier to be a supervisor and being a female is essentially I'm telling people of all ages, like what to do and when to do it. And like, I think that is, it's just easier coming from a female in my experience. Like I can gain more cooperation um, being like, a woman telling a 50 or 70 year old man what to do. You know what I mean? And that's where that gender difference comes in of like that man telling someone what to do. It's just your, your cooperation is kind of like you get pushback. Whereas I don't see or feel as much pushback sometimes. I'm not saying never. I'm not, (laughs) I'm not, I'm not saying my job is sunshine and rainbows and everybody listens to me. I don't want to sound like that, but, but in a generalized statement, I would say just those gender differences do play that role. Yeah, no, that's a, that's a solid point. Um, so I guess if you had any advice to give to a woman or a girl who's looking to head into a male led industry, so maybe doesn't even necessarily have to be your industry, but I do know that you like have gone and spoke at the high school to like, yeah. Um, you know, different classes and Mm -hmm. stuff that are more specific to your field. But what advice would you give to a girl or a woman who is looking to head into like an industry where they're going to be the minority? Um, I don't know is really there. Oh gosh, coming up with, I saw this on your outline and I was like, Oh, I don't really know how to answer that. Um, I think competence is like number one, because I think that it's already intimidating to go into this field. And then, you know, you, you keep talking to yourself, like, I can't, I can't do that. You know, I can't work with the inmate population or, but you, you can, because it's, it's not the perception that you think it is. So my advice, um, and I've mentored um, some, some people and uh, like, I've gone to career fairs and, you know, people are always intrigued by, Oh, what do you do? And because I swear everybody thinks I do work at the front desk. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, and really it's just like educate yourself. Um, I would say the most important thing is job shadowing, um, going, if, if you even have like an interest in it, like it's not what you think it is. So, um, getting out there and putting yourself in, in those positions to, um, figure it out for yourself rather than let your powerful mind and brain make the assumption for you is super important for any, not just corrections, but any career. Cause yeah. I think it's just, it's just what we do when we don't know. So, uh, confidence is definitely a thing. Um, and be bold, just get out there and do it. I love it. Yeah. Look at you. You know, I'm a bold person. Motivational speaker (laughs) over here. (laughs) All right. Well, thank you for sharing all of that. I think it's super interesting to kind of like get an inside view on. I've always thought it's interesting to like hear about people's jobs, especially when they're so polar opposite of mine, like marketing and corrections (laughs) could not be more opposite. Like Heidi and I always joke that like, cause I'll say like, Hey, like, you know, just throw that in an Excel form. And she's like, I'm sorry, I don't know how to do that. Oh, like, it, like just like very basic computer things that I would think, but she's like, I don't, I don't do that day to day. But then she'll say to me something that I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, it's just so <laughs> funny. We're so opposite ends. So I just find it really interesting you to hear you to get a Gmail account, which I do use all the time now. I'm Gosh, so proud of nice. you. <laughs> I've, I've never been more proud. Um, 
but I do think it's interesting because I think that like you said women and girls are going into different fields and they're being more um influenced to to go into these fields that have been more male dominated so I think it's cool to see a woman in leadership Mm -hmm. who knows her stuff and is you know encouraging other women to come in and see what it's like and whatnot I think that's been a huge push too um like I said 10 years ago there wasn't like women's conferences there wasn't like obviously like that has been a huge thing and it's kind of I think eye-opening to the younger generation of like people entering the workforce of like oh it's not just males like there are you know we have like women's um conferences for like law enforcement and stuff and so it's like it's very empowering to go there and you know there are like I said, this is a generalized statement. There are horror stories of how people have been treated, you know, or, you know, just even the comments of like, oh yeah, you can take care of that. That's woman's work or whatever. And like, oh. we say that jokingly, but like, you just catch yourself like thinking sometimes like, are they serious? Like, I ha- I mean, I've heard that all the time, but I hope they're all joking, you know, like when it comes yeah. to cleaning, like, you know, cleaning and stuff like that. It's like, oh yeah, that's women's work, you know? So I think society is just doing better in realizing that women can do certain things better and we just have to accept that. So. Amen. <laughs> so my final question, I cannot wait to oh hear your God. answer. Um, if you could do anything just for the hell of it, Heidi, what would it be? Okay. So I have had, I've listened to all your podcasts and every time you <laughs> ask this, I'm like, Oh, what would I say? Like, what <laughs> would I say? So in all reality, um, at this point, I think it would change day to day if you knew me, but my just for the hell of it change. I'm very <laughs> impulsive. True. Uh, I just got 10 chickens out of my house because I bought chickens before I had a coop. So, I mean, there's that. <laughs> but I think um, when I really thought about it, um, I would quit my job. Okay. And I would start my own preschool slash daycare. Okay. Um, because those that was my um, other career option. I did early childhood education and I don't know, somehow got drawn into criminal justice probably because <laughs> it's so interesting and I watched Unsolved Mysteries all the time. But I would <laughs> I would start my own daycare. I love kids. Um I think um I connect with kids really well. Um and I don't always have the patience for them. This is I think the the part that stops me um from <laughs> right? opening that daycare is the patience thing. Um because I am very impulsive and I'm like, but I would open my own daycare. Um and um I would get someone else to run it. Okay. And fair. then I would be at home living off the land, um, having my own little farm. Yeah. Um, little homestead. Which- Yep, low homestead. I got the chickens. Uh, I think I'm gonna stop at the chickens because it's <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> but um, I yeah, like I said, I don't know. I'm just in like a point of my life where I'm like, yeah, I'm just good with being at home. I'm gonna raise everything at home. I took a I bread making it. class. I'm gonna make some bread and have some. You got your bread. And... <laughs> you got your eggs. We're good to and go. You know, I'm stocked up in the pantry aisle. Yep. <laughs> yes. <prepper. laughs> Oh my gosh. Well, I can actually, I can actually see you doing that. Um, And it's funny that you say like, well, it's funny that you can say that you can't picture yourself doing it or like handling the patients because you work like everything that you just said, it's like, it, it probably wouldn't be that different to be completely honest. 
It wouldn't. Um, I think the only difference when I think about it is the expectation. Like I expect when I go into work that adults do like have adult behavior, like can, you know, <laughs> right. And that's like the hard part. So like, I think that's what makes it easier though. Is like, I'm good with kids because there's no expectations. They don't know, you know, how, they don't know any essentially better. how to behave. So it's yeah. like, you know, I just, it's kind of having two kids myself now. I'm like, Oh my goodness, this is the exact same. <laughs> like <laughs> I have right. a lot of children. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So I fully support this dream. I think it'd be awesome. Um, I think you would be a great preschool slash daycare teacher. And then I would run it like a military. Well, I think. yeah. I mean, kids would leave their life <laughs> doing laundry. Like <laughs> yes. seriously, they would be like, they'd be like, I learned today how to wash dishes. It was oh, great. Yeah. But that's important things because you'd be surprised that people don't know how to do certain I know. things like See, that. This is what I'm know, saying. I think. I think this is a good, I see where you're going. So let's continue to work on that um, plan and we will see where it takes you. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Well, thank you for doing this friend. Of course. And you really had to twist my arm. I know. I know. <laughs> no, you were actually very excited. I was proud of you. I was excited yes. that you were excited. So I um, appreciate you taking the time yes, and of course. I will talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Have a yep. good day. You too. I can tell you one thing I could never do what she does I find it so interesting to talk to people whose jobs are so different from mine I am so proud of Heidi and her boldness as a woman in this field and I know that she is inspiring both men and women how to lead well and to be a great example of hard work and dedication to your job if you enjoyed this episode be sure to share it with a friend or on socials and can I ask you to do me a favor If you haven't already, would you be willing to rate and review the show? I swear it will take you no longer than a minute, but the impact is much greater. It helps others find the show and it makes me feel great. (laughs) It's a win-win. As always, thank you for being here, friends. I will see you next week.